Hey, it's Ryan, man, coming to another Broncos Country Blitz. The Broncos lose to the Patriots on Christmas Eve, 26-23 to to drop to 7-8 and on the season. Playoff hopes have all but been eliminated, less than a 5% chance. A lot of things would have to swing the Broncos' way. We'll just put it that way. And this game, on paper, the Broncos should have beaten the Patriots easily, but just problems in some of the same areas on the roster were evident in this game. And Bill Belichick, regardless of how you feel about the Patriots' record or what's happened to him this year, he's good at exposing the deficiencies on the team as well as taking away what you do best. And that's what he did. And we ended up coming away with the loss. We had a chance to win it at the end. I'll just go to the end of the game. We had a chance to win it at the end. And Sean Payton, don't understand Sometimes it seems like maybe it's been with a year off. He He's aggressive, which I can appreciate at times. But using our timeouts the way he did at the end of the game basically gave the Pats the chance to get back into field goal range and kick the winner instead of just going to overtime, which the Patriots seemed like they were fine playing for, which might have been better for the Broncos too in terms of giving the defense a chance to reset. I mean, a lot of problems, defensive side of the ball. We got some pressure early, and it disappeared the rest of the game. Offensive side of the ball, just nothing in terms of the offensive line, in terms of run blocking, pass blocking. They finally got on the same page in terms of pass blocking after Sean Payton had a talking to on the sideline in the second half with the offensive line. But the Patriots came out. You know, that's why they play the games. And Bailey Zappi looked like an MVP against the Broncos anyways. 25 of 33 for 256 and two touchdowns. Didn't look that way early, heated up, and the Broncos couldn't get them shut down after that. Really, I got to say, probably a very poor, if not one of the poorest games for PS2 I've seen in a Broncos uniform. He basically got beat on a couple big throws in the game. Devontae Parker beat him for a couple big throws in the game. And he's supposed to be the shutdown corner. Yeah, everyone's allowed to have an off game. But the Patriots didn't seem concerned about him. They didn't seem worried about throwing away from him. And you have to wonder what that means moving forward. I don't know if they gave other teams a blueprint. Like, hey, I know he's considered one of the best, but look what we were able to do. And you got to see how other teams treat us the rest of the year. But defensive side of the ball, you really were hoping for a shutdown game from the Broncos. We just didn't get it. We let the Patriots just pick up chunks of yardage in the passing game. Not really the running game as much, but they had timely runs here and there. Ezekiel Elliott had a touchdown reception. And once again, Ezekiel Elliott is not the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott on the Patriots roster. But boy, in that touchdown reception, leaped over our defender, looked like the Elliott of old from the Dallas Cowboy days. And it's just unfortunate. We had everything to play for. Came out really... Didn't establish ourselves as we should have in the first half. We were still up 7-3 to three at halftime. I, I kept texting my Bronco buddies and relatives. It felt like it should have been 21-3. It felt like it should have been 21-3, not 7-3. to three. And that came back to bite us in the second half. Plus, we allowed the Patriots to have a 20-point third quarter. And it just looked like we just had no drive in the game. We, we just didn't have that authority we needed to come in and play with. It almost looks like the Broncos were the team playing on the road that were checked out for the holiday. And it was just it was tough to watch. With all that being said, 
Russell Wilson brings us back in the fourth quarter, gets us to a tie game. And if there would have been some better decisions by the coaching staff, specifically Sean Payton, we may be looking at a different result here for the end of the game. I know hindsight's always 20-20. But with the way the Broncos' defense were getting taken advantage of and basically the Patriots finding the holes in the Broncos' secondary, I would have gone to overtime. I was a little surprised that they were trying to take the timeouts and get the ball back. Now, let's remember, though, the Broncos had a chance to go downfield before they punted it back to the Patriots with less than two minutes to go. And I don't know about that play calling. I don't I don't quite get what was going on there. So, you open things up. Russell Wilson was hitting several plays, hitting several different receivers, getting us back in the game, and then you come back and your play calling is conservative to the point where the Patriots look like they were in our back pocket. Questionable screen call. Questionable plays after and around that screen call as well. Where Russell Wilson was hitting people over the middle, hitting, doing some quick hitters. And, and I, I don't know. It just didn't seem like the sequence before we had to punt it back to the Patriots. It didn't seem like it was along the same lines in terms of that play call, and especially that screen pass. I don't quite get that. I, I could see why the Patriots were in our back pocket on that because I, I could. I kind of in my head was going, okay, well let's let's push it down the field again, and maybe they understood. Oh, watch, they're going to go ahead and try to play for the win, but be conservative about it. But it was a hard thing to watch after we had come back in the fourth quarter to just kind of go back in a hole in terms of the calls on offense. So, really, I mean, the players play the game, understandable, but the coaching staff, especially Sean Payton, calls the plays. Don't really get the timeouts at the end of the game. I, don't understand that. Don't understand the last sequence of play calls on offense. And you hear the rumblings after the game. Is this the last of Russell Wilson in a Broncos uniform? The yada, yada, yada. I don't get that. Now, maybe they ask him to restructure his contract. We'll see how Sean Payton truly feels about Russell Wilson in these last couple games. If he starts the last two games of the season instead of Stenham. Now, if Stenham goes in, that might tell us something. But Russell Wilson was 25 of 37 for 238 and two touchdowns. Now, the ball got knocked out a couple times. He he got a couple recoveries in terms of fumbles and everything. I understand that. Needs to clean that up. But the offensive line was not blocking worth a darn in the passing game or the rushing game until late in the second half after Sean Payton kind of gave the offensive line a talking to. And I find that interesting because Sean Payton gives the offensive line a talking to when he had the talking to with Russell Wilson the week prior, all over the media tabloids and everything. This time he goes after the offensive line, and you don't see anything about it. I find that very interesting. And the other thing about this, too, is we're supposed to have our identity we figured out. Bruising running, play-action passing, the rushing game wasn't there. I mean, Javante Williams, two, just over two yards of carry. P. Ryan only had one carry. I don't, I don't get that. I mean, someone explained that to me. And Jaleel McLaughlin had a few good plays in there. He got dinged up a little bit, and he's the smaller back. Against the Patriots defense, you think bruising running would be the way to go. So that was kind of surprising that our, our rushing attack was a little more based around McLaughlin than either one of the bruising backs. I, that didn't quite make sense to me either. So, I, I mean, like I said, hindsight's twenty twenty. It, it's difficult because we had everything to play for. Um, really, the other thing, too, is once 
Corlin Sutton went out. Now, I like Brandon Johnson if he can stay healthy. Marvin Mims obviously had the terrible fumble on special teams that allowed the Patriots to get another touchdown, part of that 20 spot in the third quarter. But he came back with a couple key catches, had a deep catch later in the game. But Jerry Judy, people keep talking about his breakout game, taking over as a dominant receiver, all this junk. You know what? Cortland Sutton went out. Here's your time to shine. Take over as the number one receiver. Show us what you got. Didn't do much. Didn't do much. And I'm just tired of hearing the Jerry Judy talk. Like, he he needs to move on after the season. Now, you want to tell me who the Broncos need to move on from offense during the offseason? And it's not Russell Wilson, in my opinion. It is Jerry Judy for sure. They need to move on from Jerry Judy. Had a chance to come up big after Cortland Sutton went out and basically crickets. Wilson found him on a couple passes. One of those were created when Russell Wilson scrambled around. And he just becomes a non-factor. And I just get tired of hearing about, oh, Jerry Judy this. No, he's a bust. At this point in his career, he is a bust. Considering if you look at all the receivers that were drafted around him that have set franchise records for their teams, had multiple 100-yard games, and here's this guy's chance with Cortland Sutton going out and still can't do it. Still can't do it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, there were a couple positives from the game. Lucas Kroll, while still raw, tall tight end, looks like he could be something, could develop into something. Obviously, he had a great touchdown catch during the game. Like I mentioned, Brandon Johnson, when he stays healthy, good route runner. He finds a way to get open and has some chemistry with Russell Wilson. I think they were both a couple positives on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, Alex Singleton was all over the place. He still had a pretty solid game despite everything else that happened on defense. And really, Jonathan Cooper came on early. DJ Jones came on early. They couldn't sustain it, but they had some good early marks on them. But not enough to sustain for the entire game. And, and on special teams, you know, points points were at a premium in terms of the final score. And Will Lutz missed a field goal. At the end of the half, it would have given us a 10-3 lead. I think it would have made things different in the second half. And, and of course, it just felt like one of those nights where things kind of weren't going the way they were supposed to be or the way we expected. And Lutz has a missed field goal on top of it. Now, the other positive, Marvin, uh, as I wanted to mention, Marvin Mims had the critical fumble that can't happen. Had a couple other errors during the game, but he did have a big punt return in the game for the Broncos. He did have a big deep reception later in the game. You got to think he's just going to build on that. And he looks like our number two receiver. If things stay the same with Cortland Sutton, it would be Sutton and Mims next year. I can't, I can't imagine it not being at this point and maybe having Brandon Johnson as number three. That's just kind of how it feels, depending on how we do in the draft and everything. But feels like we had our opportunities. It feels like really the slow start in the first half is what did us in. Felt like there were opportunities we left on the field. There were points left on the field. And and unfortunately, we were able to come back in the game too little too late at the end. But have to find a way to get faster starts. We've had a couple games this year where we were able to get them, but for the most part, it just, whether it's the play calling, whether it's not sticking to our identity, that we found out we're the Broncos' identity this year, in terms of the bruising running, play-action passing, we 
next year, I mean, number one thing for offense, stop the slow starts. Got to get off faster starts, regardless of what the offense looks like next year. And on defense, really the front line needs some work. It's really hit and miss with the pass rush as we went down the stretch here. Uh, I'm going to have to adjust some stuff there to improve our pass rush and our defensive line play. Teams really have been able to run on us this year, not as much the Patriots this time around, but teams have been able to run on the Broncos, and that's going to have to be fixed. The Broncos' offensive line, I don't know what we're going to do with that. I don't think they're going to overhaul after how much money they put into it this offseason, but clearly not enough protection for the pass passing game. Everything had to be extremely quick decisions. And in the running game, when you're running backs, you're bruising running backs aren't getting more than just around two yards of carry. You're going to have to do something along your offensive line. We've already talked about McGlinchey, how he's had to have some assistance, whether it's extra tight ends, Garrett Bowles. Not the best free agent pickup. That was one of the people Sean Payton specifically wanted. Maybe he just wanted them specifically for the running game. But, you know, the, the Niners didn't fight too much to try to keep him on the roster, and now you kind of see why. And you kind of wonder what we're going to do with that. So time will tell. Uh, these next couple of games, I think we're going to see some young people or some younger players get opportunities on the roster. And really, I think we have some good young talent. Like I said, Mims, Kroll, Brandon Johnson, when he can stay healthy. We have some younger players. Dulcich, if he could ever stay healthy. I, I don't know about that at this point. I almost wonder if the Broncos will move on from him at some point. Because you've basically been around for a couple of years and you've barely been on the field. But we have some younger talent. Let's hope the coaching staff, Sean Payton specifically, sees that. Is able to build upon that and, and, and bring out a team that can get off to a hotter start in the 2024 season. So not completely out of it yet here for the 2023 season, but less than 5% chance had everything to play for on Christmas Eve national game. You just kind of didn't expect them to come out and flop like that. And like I said, it, it was tough to watch Zappy and the Patriots just take chunks of yardage out of our defense. Like I said, PS two did not have a great game and there's been talk about it for weeks that there's deficiencies elsewhere in the secondary. It, that was pretty evident in this game. Pretty evident in this game, and I, and I thought the defense was pretty undisciplined at times once again, too. Um, great run getting back from 1-5, and five for sure. Great run for the Broncos uh, coming back from that. But, but some of the deficiencies that kind of haunted us at the beginning of the year have come back to haunt us here towards the end of the year, uh, and, and I think those are easy to see. Uh, my, my opinion going into the rest last couple games of next year, I, I think to find a way to restructure Russell Wilson's contract and bring him back. He's playing like the quarterback we traded for, so in my head I go, I don't really know why you would get rid of him. I know Sean, he wasn't Sean Payton's choice, but he's, he's had a pretty darn good year. And when he's gotten protection, obviously he almost brought us back for this victory, he's been able to, to heat up and, and, and really look like the Russ of old for us. So I don't know why you'd move on with that uh, or move on from that. And the other reason is Sean Payton does not have a good track record once he moves on from veteran quarterbacks. I don't know why people have forgotten that. When Drew Brees finally retired and Sean Payton had those extra couple of years after Brees retired, didn't look great. And in fact, the first year with Drew Brees didn't look great at times. But post-Drew Brees, the quarterback decisions were very questionable. So... I don't know why you would move on from a veteran quarterback 
that seems to work under Sean Payton's system as well in terms of his history. It doesn't make sense to me. Just doesn't make sense to me. We'll see what happens. Uh, we bring in a younger quarterback, or maybe Stedham's the guy that he wants to try and, and get a draft pick. We'll see what happens. But I think you would have to go to ownership and basically go, here's what I want to do. I want to move on from Russ, and here's my plan. And you would probably have to tell the Broncos ownership, basically, this is the step back we're going to take in 2024 to move forward after that. Because I got to think, if you move on from Russ, you're going to take a step backwards again. Because it's not like you're going to trade for another big-name quarterback. It's not like if you get somebody in the draft, they're going to come out and light the world on fire right away. And instead, and we'll see what he's got. Possibly here in these last two games, we'll see what the Broncos do. Uh, but but he's been hot and cold as well in his career. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens there. But unfortunate game. Uh, really, really brings up a lot of questions on what the Broncos are going to do in the offseason. I mean, one thing we'll give Sean Payton credit for is he is aggressive to try to get this thing turned around. Uh, he was aggressive this offseason. He'll be aggressive again. And we'll see what happens. But the last two games, let, let's hope we can beat another couple of uh, AFC West opponents to finish out the season. And one other thing I want to point out, too, is Trevor Lawrence has not looked great for the Jaguars. So I think he's a good example of a younger quarterback that, guess what, you're still going to have your struggles. He's Today, was this year was supposed to be his breakout year, and he's had a lot of games where he struggled this year. Um, and look at the Chiefs right now. Patrick Mahomes, not, not the Patrick Mahomes old, throwing interceptions all over the yard. They lost to the Raiders here over this holiday weekend at home. And it, it wasn't close like the Broncos game was at the end. We'll just put it that way. They, they got manhandled by the Raiders. And so it goes to show you, if you don't have other pieces in place, even great quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes and stuff aren't going to play well, and the results aren't going to be there. Now, quarterbacks, obviously, it's part of the game. Quarterbacks and head coaches get most of the blame in this game, but but you got to have a staff that's going to stay the course, understand what the final product's going to look like, and, and not be influenced by the media uh, or outside influences, which I don't think Sean Payton is. But we'll be interesting to see what we do going into the following season. Uh, let's see if these next couple games start telling the story, so to speak. Uh, but you got to think. I, I would say uh, bench Jerry Judy the last two games of the year. Just bench him. Bench him. Make sure he doesn't get injured so you can trade him this offseason. Uh, maybe during the draft. Let your younger receivers play. Uh, that That is my one suggestion for the Broncos here as we, we, take the, we go into these last two games. Uh, that was my last straw with Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton goes out against the Patriots, and he's basically a non-factor. That was my last straw in a player that is an absolute bust. So, once again, the Broncos on Christmas Eve lose to the Patriots at home, 26-23 to to drop to 7-8 and eight on the season. And until next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos country and on Twitter at DDCR underscore BCB.